and again, nothing against anybody. I love Taylor Swift and all these large artists which contribute so much. But it's it's you know, the renewal of this cultural fabric is is being made by people who are struggling for fighting, who are young enough to, you know, create disruptions and to, you know, never be tired of by success, never be satisfied, never be so that's that's where culture grow. And we need that it's vital to our society. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Fabrice Surgent. So Fabrice is the co-founder and managing partner of Bands in Town Group. So Bands in Town, if you're a musician, you've probably heard of Bands in Town. They're you know they're probably the easily the number one live music discovery platform. They have over 70 million registered music fans and over 550,000 music artists. And basically their platform helps to connect artists with their fans, specifically as it relates to live events. And so you've probably seen their widgets on a lot of different websites that are hosted, where if you're looking to figure out easily who are the artists that are coming nearby that are going to be performing near you and get notified when they're playing nearby, then Bands in Town basically helps to connect the dots. Bands in Town has named Variety's 10 tech innovators to watch. It's one of Fast Company's world's most innovative companies. So they've got some pretty amazing things in the music industry and really helped to serve artists and fans together and kind of bring people together. So Fabrice, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. It's a pleasure to be back with you. Absolutely. So uh, to get started, you know, for anyone who hasn't met you before, or hasn't connected with, with Bands in Town, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and kind of how, how you founded Bands in Town and, and the how it grew to you know, becoming the platform that it is today. Well, my partner and I, Julian, were publishing apps in, and way beyond music, but at the core, we are live music fans. And we love underground electronic music, and that's why we bonded so much. We are looking for a guide to find shows in the U.S., especially coming from Europe, as you may hear. We couldn't find and track artists and DJs when they were traveling from Germany or the UK or France. And we found this Facebook app actually, which was pre-existing on Facebook, enabling artists to post tour dates. Uh, we offered the team and we bought actually this, this app and through organic growth and, and acquisitions, we built a pretty solid and massive and scalable platforms to help both artists stay in touch with their fans and engage with their fans. Fans never miss a show. And brands and advertisers to to be able to engage with music fans at scale. Very cool. You know, one thing that I saw when I was digging into Bands in Town, that's more of a recent thing. I think it might be kind of early access or it's getting ready to be released right now, is a platform around advertising and around discovery. So that might be something for us to to dig into together. But I guess before we dive in, I'd be curious to hear, you know, you have over 550,000 artists now and 70 million registered music fans. I'm kind of looking at the scope of the music industry right now. 
What do you see as one of the biggest, the most common challenges that musicians are struggling with when they first come to you? Like, what do you think are some of the biggest you know, challenges they're, they're facing right now? Well, actually, so we reached, we're, we're close to 75 million registered users. So it's okay. very fast. Wow. And yes, pretty much 97% of Billboard top 200 artists, as well as 70% you know, of all artists on tour in the world that are using Benzintong or created an account on Benzintong for artists. So indeed, we have a pretty good observatory, the way and the challenge that they face. So the first challenge, I guess, was to go back to life. And at a period when, you know, people didn't know exactly what they were it would really restart or COVID would come back, right? And so even though 20, the second half of 2021 was already growing fast paced, we saw a flurry of tour announcements. Everybody, want, everybody wanted to go out for early 2022, which created, I mean, some of these challenges. So I guess the first hurdle was to get out of the door <laughs> and announce shows. The second was to overcome COVID and cancellations because some members of the team may have contracted COVID at some point. And so we saw twice as many cancellations in the first half of 2022, twice as many as compared to 2019. Wow. So that, that was pretty significant. And then the third level of challenge was to indeed cope with both the situation and the level of the events. Sometimes the difficulty to find venues because they were overbooked. So it created a lot of pressure on the teams, on the artists. And I think that we never saw so many and so much mental health issues among the artist community. That's, that was now the, obviously the, the challenge was up, worked, was worth it because 2022 was a record year in terms of ticket sales and the level of demand was totally unprecedented in face of this level of offer, which was also very high. Right. It definitely sort of seemed like a bit of a slingshot, right? It was like, we're like pulling back the slingshot. We weren't able to go toward it. Everyone really wanted to. So when it opened back up, it was like, whoosh. you know, one thing we talked really briefly kind of backstage about some kind of current events and current news that are happening. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about, you were talking about like Taylor Swift and, and some of this recent news cycle. It sounds like there might be something worth discussing there. Well, so for those who don't know, Taylor Swift announced the tour, which was created a lot of interest. Fans were not able to see her on tour for four years. And so they got overwhelmed where fans tried to register for the pre-sale and eventually they canceled the on-sale because all the tickets got sold during that pre-sale, wow. leaving probably half of the demands out for what I heard, probably sold 2 million tickets. And that's, these are probably this data wow. uh, for a level more than 4 million people interested. Um, wow. So that's an amazing achievement for Taylor Swift team and I, I think that you know frankly she deserves it she's a fantastic artist she's she has a very loyal fan base and she's a pretty sophisticated marketeer so this is well well but our, what i found really overwhelming was this whole debate on whether the ticketing company in this case ticketmaster was able to handle the, the load because they they had technical issues apparently and things like that they probably did 
things to the best of their capacity. But it became like a huge debate on, you know, whether they did things right or wrong and whether they did things right or wrong. And, and they even argued among each other and it created lots of ink right, around this topic. And, and, and people wrote a lot about that. And I'm, my, my, my take on this is that you know, I'm super happy for her. And I think that two million fans going to see her in the US is, is incredible. Now, we spend too much time in this industry discussing how top artists succeed. We mm. spend way too much focus on these top sellers, which concentrate mm. most of the value for sure in terms of tickets sold, because she must have sold at a pretty high price these tickets. And they, they concentrate lots of value and that's great for them. But the one who need media attention, the one who needs support, are the million artists would love to sell two tickets if I may. And so that's, that's where that's, there's a complete imbalance because especially politicians apparently wanted to get involved. Like you got a tweet from AOC on the fact that as a, Taylor Swift fan. She was not able to buy a ticket. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. How ridiculous this is. Because what I would have preferred, frankly, more focus from the politicians on the impact of small and developing artists on diversity in culture and cultural diversity. Mm. And I would have preferred support from the politicians on, I mean, and focus and attention on what needs to be done potentially to help small artists emerge and grow in the context of a very strong competition from these very large shows, which, you know, how excited, I mean, they are exciting and I respect and love them a lot, but they don't need help, you know? So I would, I would, we on Benzington pride ourselves to help emerging artists being discovered. And we have an algorithm and technology that typically send about 11 million people buying ticket, tickets every, every month. But we pride ourselves because 50% of these people are led to buy tickets for artists of less than 100,000 followers on Benzington. That means relatively small and developing artists. And that's what we pride ourselves for. So I have a ton of artists which deserve support, honestly. And I don't, I think this, this, this whole you know, fight between politicians and Taylor Swift and ticketing company is completely irrelevant and frankly, really boring compared to what's relevant to culture right now, which is to help developing artists. Wow. I mean, that was really well articulated, I feel like. And it, as someone who has a huge heart for, you know, emerging artists and, and serving, you know, that community, I think that's a message that is really important. And hopefully is well received here as well. Just from a standpoint of it's so interesting in the music industry how it's not like this in, in every industry, but you know, if you're in a band that has moderate success, like if you do have you know 30 million streams on on Spotify and you know, and you you have a full-time career, you could have a six-figure, even seven-figure music income. But if you meet someone and they ask what's the name of your band and you say the name of your band. And they don't recognize the name, then the first assumption is like, oh, like they haven't really made it yet. They're not really successful yet because you know they're not a household name that everybody recognizes. 
And it's so funny that that's the case, you know, in the music industry, that it's almost like this assumption that you need to be at like that level of breakthrough artist or be at the top in order to even have made it or be successful. While the truth is now with the internet and with, you know, the ability for independent artists to have a full-time career, you don't necessarily have to be a Taylor Swift in order to have a very healthy, sustainable, awesome, creative passion and a business around it. So I would love to hear about... Yeah, that's very well yeah. said, by the way. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. It's just as if in tech, you know, the only people who would deserve attention from an economic standpoint or from a country's GDP standpoint would be the um, General Motors or Elon Musk of the world, right? Of course, you know, com companies, economies, economy is vibrant when there are small businesses that are altogether created enough jobs and enough activity to to support the economy. The economy is, is not supported, regardless of what they say, by the large corporations or by the top tech companies, because this is, these are precisely the ones who are cutting jobs in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, the innovation comes from small businesses. And you absolutely, so the, this translates very truly in music and in culture, where indeed what matters is not the one who made it, is how you know, the environment supports and facilitates the renewal of this cultural fabric, because otherwise there's no culture. And culture is only nourished by the next upcoming artist. It's, 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 I'm sorry to say that, but to me, an artist that succeeds that much, like, of course, Taylor and the others, they do have an impact on culture. To me, they're already not outdated, but they're past. They're past because their situation, their level of success, and again, nothing against anybody. I love Taylor Swift and all these large artists which contribute so much. But it's, it's you know, the renewal of this cultural fabric is, is being made by people who are struggling, fighting, who are young enough to, you know, create disruptions and to, you know, never be tired of, by success, never be satisfied, never be. So that's, that's where culture grows. And, and this is, and we need that. It's vital to our society. So that's why my, my, my anger or my kind of, I'm annoyed by the lack of focus when I see politicians getting involved in trying to support this big artist. It's like, it's, it's kind of ironical that a, you know, liberal politicians comes to support what would be the equivalent of a large corporation because it's a large corporation actually in the in the music scene. We we need support for independent venues for developing artists, and that's where that's what matters. It's so vital for our society. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire music mentor content vault for free. 
The vault's organized into four different content pillars, the first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest-level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. 100%. Yeah, it's it's so interesting too, just sort of considering the, when you talk about the cultural impact and the cultural ties between independent artists, you know, there's this a certain level of intimacy or an ability to, you know, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if you've heard of, of the, sort of these circles of influence, but yeah, I've heard as it relates to news cycles that there's a concept called learned helplessness, where basically learned helplessness is when if we're bombarded regularly with news that's like so big in scope and somewhere across the world that we've never have visited, then when we hear that news, we can't actually take action or do anything to influence that news directly. And so it creates a sense of learned helplessness where we start to be desensitized to it because you know, it's something that's way out of the scope of what we directly can you know, influence and change versus local community and local culture. We're a lot closer to it and we can actually make a direct impact. Like we can dramatically change the impact of things that are closer to our inner circle. And it's kind of interesting as when you think about that as it relates to artists, like artists like Taylor Swift, you know, if you're in her inner circle and like you are you're at that level, awesome, <laughs> like cool. Like, you know, certainly like there's a huge impact be made there, but for 99.9% .9 of fans, you know, you might not have that type of relationship with Taylor Swift where you're gonna be able to reach out and send her a message and, and hear back from her and have a conversation back and forth and actually be able to be a part of the artwork, be able to influence or kind of co-create, co-create this music together. Whereas like an independent artist, anyone who's listening to this right now, one benefit or one strength that you have versus Taylor Swift or versus a major record label artist is that you have the ability to directly connect and communicate with your fans with a level of intimacy that is very difficult, you know, to compete with for someone that is super, super successful because you can actually have conversations and you can create artwork and get their feedback and get their ideas and create something that's much more connected. I feel like sometimes that's overlooked because we, we feel like we're at a disadvantage or we're, we don't have a billion fans or a million fans. And so it feels like we can't be successful when you know, we do have some strengths. No, of course. And when you know it activates, 
such fan base and and to indeed engage. That's that's what that's why we are you know trying to provide tools in in Benzington for artists. We just released, for example, a free builder. Like it's there's now a Mailchimp inside for free that offers to all artists who wants to either upload their own contacts and use the system to send emails uh, or to potentially acquire new contacts because if they use our tools, we let them message the fans they acquire through the widget or through, and when they acquire for spot data, they can message them through the email. So we look at wow. what, what, cool. what are people sending? Mm. We have like, we send about a hundred million emails per month now. So, so that's what, what are people doing with this? Wow. Um, yeah. And to your points, there are some very nice initiatives grow way beyond the traditional <clears throat> promotion of music around merch, around live stream, around NFT drops. You know, many things that contribute to the artist ecosystem. And yes, this is this is an art that's part of the uh, that's marketing, but it's this is building this fan base step by step without you know, creating fatigue, but also by creating emotion and providing incentives to, to engage or potentially to, to buy something. Very cool. No, that, that's awesome. We should definitely connect on, I mean, so MailChimp, being able to send out like emails and, and have a CRM or like a contact list for fans, our street team software that we've been developing over the past two and a half years uh, can have two-way SMS communication, two-way email communication. It's basically a contact list as well. You can create funnels and websites on it and use it for a lot of you know, marketing marketing initiatives. And I would love to connect with you about potentially building an API connection in a similar way to MailChimp to be able to take their street team and be able to integrate it with bands in town with their live events. I, I saw that there's a public API that we could potentially build some events cool. API integration. But if we were able to import the contacts from from an artist, an independent artist street team into bands in town, if you have tools for integrating with that, that, that could be a cool collaboration yeah. to explore. And and we are we are always game to discuss such opportunities because when you're a small and developing artist, which is obviously the main candidates are using this type of platforms when you when you're much bigger and you have more major label news, you're in a different situation. But you you have to save time. And you don't want yet another platform to to deal with even though it might be cool and, and super efficient but what's what's usually appreciated is when those platforms actually make you save time instead of duplicating but mm-hmm. that's why we, we we are very integrated by the way we we do integrate so Benzinton is integrated with people like Benzugo or Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, Linktree Bigger, big integration with Linktree, which makes things really much. And then when artists publish their toolets, they also get the benefits of our distribution network, which is essentially, we now surface toolets in Shazam. We just are now starting surfacing toilets in, on Apple Maps. Bing, we have an agreement with Amazon Alexa. There's a number of outlets that actually can surface the date published by the artist once. And essentially, we, we, we surface them everywhere. So cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I think there's, there's a big opportunity for an integration that, that we, could, we could build on there. Awesome. 
We also have a, a music NFT marketplace that we're, that we've built into the software service too. So it might be something for us to to connect on. I know, right? Currently, at the time we're recording this, there's like huge you know, scandal or like around NFTs with FTX and the crypto is just like like take that take. So I know that there's there's big waves that are kind of happening, but the way that we've it's, it's you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be apologetic. I think yeah. that's great that and super innovative to offer artists ways to essentially diversify their source of income. At the end of the day, that's what NFTs promises. You have other things that are incredibly promising through Web3, such as, you know, the royalty contracts. I mean, there's a number of potentially DAOs that may be able to invest in, in rights, live touring. There are many ways Web3 to become a, a driving in the music economy. So, you know, being a pioneer is, in, is incredibly innovative and, and that's great. I'm a huge believer. And I think that those, those ups and downs sorry, are normal in a very nascent market. It's unfortunate that you know, some may take advantage and, and potentially uh, do fraud or you know, misbehave. And, and yes, but that also comes with the new world. It's always like that. So mm -hmm. when you, I usually say when you play a game, you need to know the rules. If you so, and yes, NFT, Web three, and crypto is fairly new and it's fairly dangerous. But once it's going to mature, and once it's going to be become consumer friendly, which is not really at the time, in my opinion, then the potential will be enormous. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm so excited. I feel like I, I want to end this interview a little bit early so we have a little bit more time to be able to kind of walk through some of the some of the stuff that we're building and and cool. talk about that. But yeah, I guess one thing I'd love to to connect on for anyone that's listening right now is because it really like with Bands in Town, you've created such an incredible tool for independent artists to be able to one, connect with their existing fans, but also it's, it seems like there's been some really huge strides and movements around helping these artists, emerging artists to be able to be discovered, right? And for exposure for, and being able to help them grow in a holistic way. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about kind of the current status of bands in town and, and the vision for when it comes to building a holistic platform that empowers artists, both on a level that you're well known for, which is, you know, the live events and connecting them. But also I'm just kind of curious about your, your vision and about what are the, what's currently available right now and what are you guys working, what are you most excited about that you're working on? as it relates to helping empower independent artists? Well, so <clears throat> with Benzin Tom for Artists, it really all started with this ability just to list their products and <clears throat> publish them through all these networks, right? We expanded that by offering a smart link. So, so beyond and the widgets and the APIs so that once you list your products, once artists list their products, they can essentially display them themselves on their own properties as well for free without any effort. Um, that's this, this, this by itself has an impact because once you're well listed and registered, once you created an account on Benzendown, it's, it triggers, first of all, what we call thing automation. So we send emails to fans that may follow you or fans that should discover you. So. Through our recommendation engine, and we alert them so that they never miss a show. That that by itself represents, you know, a lot of marketing that 
artists can tap into just by registering on the platform and by listing the show. Mm. Even if they have no follower, we will recommend that to people who don't follow them. So it's not like another, yet another platform like you know, Instagram or Facebook, which will ask you to bring the followers and also to, to potentially pay to reach them once you grew that fan base. Um, on Benz in town, you can get discovered with no followers. As No matter how early you are, the earlier you create your account, the better it is. And you can take advantage of the tools to display your followers and stuff. Once you start building a following, we give you tools to acquire first-party data. So if you so sign up for like a newsletter sign-up widget to put on your site, even when people to follow you on Benzintown, they double opt-in. So they opt-in to follow the artist and they opt-in opt to receive arts from Benzintown, this artist. So that helps the artist create its own email list or phone number list, which we believe is the only way to build a sustainable future. We believe it's critical for artists to own their first-party data. Once artists build this audience, and again, we help them do so, because we recommend their fans follow them, etc. Once that happens, this virtual cycle happens, we pro Benzinton provides tools to manage this fan base with insights and a lot of tools to, to better engage. And lastly, yes, we also provide these tools to engage such fan base. And we call this suite of tools from first-party data acquisition, ma fan management, and fan engagement, which includes the free email platform, we call that the fan management suite. So, and we, we built this because we, we think that it's, it's really beyond live events. Around live events, live events is the core of an artist economy. It's not, it's not a sidetrack. You know? And I, I say that 80% of the artist revenue come from live events. So some may be obsessed by checking their, you know, Spotify or Apple Music accounts. But the reality is that what really matters is everything that's wrong life. So we build this platform to help artists engage before the tour, during the tour, and afterward. So it's really all the all along the life cycle, the journey of the artist. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting. Just this idea of live events in general and the magic around li live events in, in their very nature. You know, they are tangible and there's like a scarcity to them. There's like a, a certain moment. You know, there's an event. Like even when it comes to the software side of things, starting to dig into like how these events happen and how NFTs work, but there's like a specific timestamp. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And in marketing in general, like event, if you make your marketing into an event, you know, it's been proven to be like much, much more effective just because you have an actual tangible start date and end date and a moment in, in time. So it makes sense that that's been such a, you said over 80% results you know, are coming from, from live events. And it's going to be really cool to see how that applies to the digital world as well, which seems like that's really a huge movement that the fan management tool is, is a part of starting to like connect with fans before and after and online. Cool. Well, hey, Fabrice, thanks so much for taking the time to, to come on here and, and talk about all this stuff. This I geek out about this, and it's so so cool what you guys have built and what you're continuing to innovate. And I appreciate the focus as well on you know, really helping to empower independent artists and helping to you know, kind of bring these cultural 
gold mines of, you know, like artists and creators, you know, being able to help empower them to be able to keep creating and be able to connect with, with their fans is, is pretty noble work. So appreciate what you're doing. And for anyone who's listening or watching this right now, who maybe they haven't created a Bands in Town account yet, or they want to get started, where can they go to learn more and to get started? Yeah, it's artists.benzintown.com. There's a lot of material online, including a tutorial. So that's, that's pretty easy to, to discover. But Very thank cool. You, thank you so much for having us. I mean, I appreciate you as well. I think that's what you're doing around and for artists with your own artists background is incredibly powerful because you're providing tools and stuff, materials, but educating artists and teams how to use that is as important, if not more, because you know, they don't have the, the time to, you know, look through their, you know, the cluttered environments in which they evolve. So thank you. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting you bring up that point, like the education and the tools. I think both are like, you know, you need both to be successful. It's almost like, you know, if, if you're going to build a house, right? Like you need the proper tools to build a house. If you don't have a hammer and you don't have these tools, like if you're trying to do it with your hands, you know, then yes. good luck. But also you need blueprints. The you audience, need the, yeah. To our audience, if it, it's, it's, it's great that you're trying to learn. So in other words, it's, I know how hard it is to do everything at the same time, to create music, to tour, to market, to do storytelling on Instagram and, you know, whatever. So all of that is a lot from the same person or even the same team and trying to learn and improve skills and walk the walk in a way mm. you know, is, is even more impressive. So because you, you, you'll, you'll get rewarded. Mm. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again. It's been great connecting. And like always, for, for anyone who's listening or watching this right now, the, all the links and whatnot are going to be in the show notes for, for easy access. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah! Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take the music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.